So we're fortunate to be together on auspicious occasion of Sri Bhagavan Nathanadev's commemoration of his appearance in in the world, and uh, on other occasions in here as well in other places we've turned this day into uh, an extended uh, celebration of several days and many discussions and kirtans and so forth. Unfortunately, we didn't have the um, resources to do that for today and. A grander style, but um, but um, here we are, gathered, and uh, we've invoked the the uh, prayers actually that uh, were recited by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Jagannath Puri, the temple there, that were given to us by Prabhupada. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I would like to speak tonight. A little bit about the extent to which, or instances in which, we find the uh, influence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in uh, in Gaur Leela. So, a little bit of who did I say? Who did I say? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Gaur Leela. He's pretty pretty prominent there. Mishingadev in Gaur in Gaur Leela. So we'll feel quite comfortable in uh, offering our hearts to him. <clears throat> and um, of course, if we, to begin, if we want to locate uh, Narasimha Hadev within the Gorlilo, where have we have to look for somebody else, right? Right, we have to look for Prahlad. So, his is his love of God that corresponds with Nishingadev appearing as the object of his love. So with, without the love, there's no object to the love. The shape of Bhagavan, he is shaped by the love of his devotees. That's a very peculiar, interesting, theologically interesting concept. Um, of course, to become a devotee, or to be a devotee, means to be influenced by his own nature, which is his sarup shakti. He has his maya shakti, which is at a distance, separated, embarrassed to stand before him because of her task in dealing with uh, those of us who are unwilling to serve Bhagavan despite his attractiveness, kindness, mercy, and so forth. So that's her position. And then there's our position, she and, her, and ourselves. We make up the world, right? Hmm. Bina Prakriti Ashtada. That's her in a code uh, form statement of the Gita, Sankhya perspective on matter, and then Aparayam Mitastanyam Prakritim Vidime Param Jiva Bhuta Mahabahu Yahiram Dayatejagat. So the world is put together of these two the material energy, external energy, and the marginal energy, the Jiva Shakti. Hmm? In one sense, the Jiva Shakti is said in the verse I just cited is, is supporting the show, the movie of, of material nature's movements. And of course, in another sense, ah, we've been frozen in the chair <laughs> and don't realize we have a life independent of the movie that we've set into motion. <clears throat> so we need, therefore, the influence of another Shakti to come out of that. Uh, uh, trance, 
if you will, of unconsciousness, hmm? the sleep of the jiva, so to speak. Uh, and, and that is then the internal energy, right, that it, bhakti is constituted of, that is said to be embodied in mahatmas, mahatmas to mahamparta, daivim prakritim, ashrita. Hmm? They are great big souls, mahatmas, who are moving under the daivim prakritim, so a divine prakriti, divine nature, that means sarup shakti, that means bhakti. So we can become big, if you will, under the influence of bhakti. We have a big prospect hmm? um, in connection with her. Unto ourselves, we're quite anu, quite small, and despite our being superior in nature as a conscious thing is to an unconscious thing, superior nature to material nature, because of our smallness, there is a tendency or capacity for us to be overwhelmed, as I said, be glued to the chair, and not know that there's there's popcorn outside in the aisle, <laughs> among other things. Uh, so, so to the rescue is Bhakti Devi, and she is the, uh, sometimes described appropriately so as the compassionate nature of Bhagavan, Therefore, his devotees, moving under her influence, are referred to as the Kripa Shakti of Bhagavan, his his mercy Shakti power. Hmm? So, in relation to the Maya Shakti, we're we're getting a good dose of justice. We've taken, and so we owe, and off to work we go, being pushed by the influence of material nature. And with the influence of the Sarup Shakti in the form of Bhakti, uh, personified as the sadhus, the Mahatmas in this world, we have then the opportunity for justice to be overridden by the power of mercy. Hmm? So, <clears throat> point being that when that happens, to the extent that it does, then our Atma becomes big, so to speak. It's not like it grows in size, but uh, it's uh, it's uh, big people are the givers, right? Hmm? Um, and, of course, there is this ingress of another Shakti, so we have a little capital, but now we're in touch with a, with a big bank. Hmm? Um, so we get an extension of capital, and so our purchasing power becomes greater. Not only can we buy our way, so to speak, out of the influence of material nature, but we can actually purchase Bhagawan himself. So he becomes purchased by his devotee. His form is uh, carved, if you will, out, chiseled out by the uh, by the devotion, the love of his devotee. So there are many forms corresponding with different types of of love, and at the same time. That the devotee is doing that, of course, Krishna's own Swarup Shakti, his own, this is his Swarup Shakti, it's his nature. I've said before that amongst these three primary Shaktis, Maya Shakti, Jiva Shakti, Swarup Shakti, we know they're all Shaktis that are all one and different from Bhagawan and that they're, they're one and that they're dependent upon him. They have no other independent existence. There's him and his Shaktis. Hmm? So, 
with any description of God that doesn't include the uh, mention of his shaktis is is not very complete. Hmm? So that said, um, they're one in this sense. They're also uh, different. There, he's the potent, and there are the potencies. But amongst them, the the equation of the oneness and difference differs. Leave it to Gaudiya Vaishnavas and to complicate the issue. But uh, so it, what I mean to say is that Maya Shakti is more different than it is one, even though it's one of his Shaktis and not different. It's more different. It's unconscious. It's asat, achit, nirananda. That couldn't be more different from sandini, satchitananda, sandini, ladini, um, samvit, ladini. It's the, the other side of the equation, uh, other polar opposites. So m- more different. Then on the other end of the spectrum, the supshakti is more one than different. That's why we ultimately are the worshippers of a transcendental uh, dyad, I think is the word, a duo, Radha and Krishna. Hmm? So, in other words, Radha and Krishna are one. Radha, Krishna, Pranai, Vikriti, Ladini, Shakti, Asmad. Hmm? So, Radha is the transformation, Srupadamara Goswami says, of the love of Bhagavan. Hmm? So Radha and Krishna, two, one soul, two bodies, something like that. And the truth of their your unity, their oneness, if you will, hmm, is most perfectly and beautifully um, um, illustrated, uh, uh, manifests in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So the Swarup Shakti is more like Bhagavan. It's his own internal Shakti. It's within him, Hmm? And he manifests it, so to speak, outside of him in the form of Radha, and thus there can be this interplay, and he can taste himself from that mm-hmm. as Radha. Of course, then another thing that he wants to be in her position and, 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 and so become Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But in the middle, then, we have the, the Jeev Shakti. It's, I would say it's more like. Uh, Bhagavan than than not, but then again, <laughs> it can be under the influence of the Maya Shakti and be quite different, hmm? almost almost be inert to its reality, its potential. Um, no idea, what, drifting, what the purpose of of life is, and so forth, and going down even into uh, lower and lower forms of of life. So. The marginal, one side or, or, or the other. So when we get a gracious grant of the Sarup Shakti, when Bhakti comes into our life through the medium of the Mahatma, who is the Kripa Shakti of Bhagavan, then we have a chance for ourselves to grow in, in potential with greater capital. And to the point, as I say, that the devotee's love gives the shape to Bhagavan. These two correspond. Of course, there are already great devotees who have turned him into so many shapes uh, and we know hear about those shapes from them and we become attracted to those and to those devotees who have done that, who have that kind of extraordinary uh, power, if you will. It's his own power invested in them. Hmm? 
you see, so there's a oneness there, and there's a difference at the same time. Uh, so, so point being that if we want to talk about uh, this form of Bhagavan, and it's particularly, I think it, this what we're talking about really plays out with regard to the Shingadev because it said, never seen before. Hmm? When he did make his appearance, even Lakshmi said, I don't recognize him. He's my husband, but I don't recognize him in this form. All the gods and goddesses, the devas and devis and heavens, as you know, they all assembled. They were troubled by the father of Prahlad, Haranyakasipu, and they sought a remedy in, 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 in the power of, of, of Vishnu. But when he appeared, he was so upset with Vaishnava Parad and and just material the material desire in a sense that uh, that is the antithesis of loving him that that Hiranyakasipu, his very name speaks of him being the personification of that right hmm? money and and sex something like that he's a money and sex guy uh, so <laughs> uh, so he becomes angry with him as we know and takes his entrails and garlands himself with the with the rip you know, he he will rip out your anarthas and garland himself and turn them into flowers, you know, something like that. So meanwhile you have all these devas and devis in the heavens, they're great people, Sakama Bhaktas, devotees with some desire, and Prahlad had no desire. Hmm. That's he's not a big deva. Prahlad was just a child. He was a child in in actual uh, age, and he was a child in in a in a higher sense as well. He was as a child is oblivious in the early stages of what's going on around them. Hmm? I mean, infancy. Hmm? Uh, Perlod was really kind of unaware of what was going on around him because he was so absorbed in Krishna consciousness. There are nice descriptions of this in the Bhagavatam. Still, we know what we could see. He could find his way nonetheless. So he was guided by Bhagavan in whatever external movements he took, which more or less constituted, as we hear from Bhagavatam, speaking about bhakti. Putting, putting into word and into practical action that which he was internally absorbed within. So his innocence um, is, is, is brought out, the innocence of of um, of selflessness at the core of, of 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 bhakti and all the demigods they were like couldn't quite look at the blazing red eyes of of Nishingadev's anger at that which is in opposition to to Bhagawan and, and and bhakti so that they really couldn't say anything they they tried to pacify him but they couldn't. But of course, Prahlad could fully pacify him, and the big lion became like a like a kitten, hmm? took him on his lap, and, and so forth. So he's very beautiful because he's very he has no power. I mean, the gods would have this is this contrast that's made. The gods they're moving the sun, the wind, the stars. <laughs> what more power could you possibly want? And he's just a child, hmm? just a, a young child. And he could control the Shingadev hmm? by his bhakti.
And as I say, his bhakti, his love of God, illustrates the point that the form of God corresponds with the love of God because the shape was never seen before. It came entirely out of his love and that relative to a situation which is evidence that God loves his devotees because he takes care of them in different situations. Whatever the situation may be, he's prepared to uh, to uh, to uh, um, maintain and protect his sharanagatas. Hmm. So, if we want to talk about the appearance of Nishingadev in Gorlila, we have to find Prahlad there. This is the point. And as the learned and pure-hearted Samadhi Devi has uh, suggested, we should look at Haridas Thakur. Thakur Haridas Kijaya. Of course, Thakur Haridas' uh, appearance in the world in Gorlila predates that of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He appeared before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he was close with and uh, and a, a student and underling, if you will, of uh, of the generous and uh, broad-minded Brahman Vaishnav Advaita, Shirveta Chandra Kijai. Hmm? And the, 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 the outcast Haridas, uh, of course, his we're referring to him in relation to Prahlad because the learned um, uh, Kavi Karnapur hmm, has identified him uh, with Prahlad to some extent, as he has with with identified him with Brahma, hmm? Brahma Prahlad, uh, Brahma Haridas Prahlad, both. And so, some semblance, some uh, prominent. Uh, 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 Influence of Prahlad in the life of Haridas, the example of Haridas, brought this to mind, and as he put it into writing, the devotees have celebrated it for centuries. Kabikarnapur hmm? Kijai. Um, he was, as Haridas, an outcast, as I say, but, but, but it, it embraced by Advaita. We know that uh, that the very central core of what constitutes the angas of Swarup Siddha Bhakti. That means there are different types of bhakti, uh, but that bhakti, those activities that are inherently uh, bhakti through and through, and thus have the power, if we are in touch with them, to purify us, whether we're consciously engaged in them or not. Hmm? These are very powerful, right? That these were enunciated um, in the Bhagwat by Prahlad when he was challenged by his father or asked by his father to recite um, what he had, what was it, the best thing that he had learned in school. He said, what? Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam. Archanam vandanam dasyam sakyam atmanivedanam itipum sapito vishnu bhaktis chenavalakshana kriyeti bhagavati adha tanmanye ditam uttamam. So he mentions the navalakshan bhakti, nine characteristic examples of bhakti. They correspond with what? That's right. See, where is my? 
Nadia, Nava Dwipa, Nava Dwipa, each island of the eternal Nava Dwipa represents one of these forms of bhakti. And and the Godrum island, that represents Kirtan, and we understand that uh, from the writings of Bhakti Vinod Thakur, that Nishingadev took up his residence there after his affairs with Hiranyakasipu were, were finished. We'll maybe we'll get come back to that point. But he, Prahlad, responded in this way to his father, which was quite shocking to his father, who thought he had, he had he acquired a good education in diplomacy, in politics, and basically what comes down to, in the simple but profound language of the Bhagavatam, friends and enemies. Hmm? And Prahlad had absolutely no sensibilities about this, friends and enemies. Hmm? He saw all Atmas as the same or similar, of the same stripe, hmm? equal, all atmas were equal, and all the bodies were equal because they were all constituted of the same same elements. Those those external bhumiarapunalobayakamanobhuravachahangara. Hmm? So he's characterized in this way. He absolutely unbiased. No, there's no like nation, nationalism, racism, sexism. So this had no. He didn't know what that was. Hmm? So it's said here that um, uh, he spoke these about these uh, uh, listed these nine forms of bhakti, which he felt were the best things that he learned. Of course, he had learned it from from Narada while he was in the womb. Such the power of the well wishing of Narada, hmm? even within the womb, he could be have, uh, project a blessing that would have the result of the the extraordinary birth of Prahlad in the family of a demon, but hitting the ground, so to speak, as a, as a devotee. Hmm? So in his in the second verse there that I, that I cited that follows the, the, the enumeration of the Navalakshan Bhakti, he says, iti pumsa arpita, pumsa arpita. It means all people. It means this Bhakti is for all people, regardless, and it's, it's, again, this corresponds with the Disposition, as I'm saying, of Prahlad, non-sectarian, non, sectarian, non uh, uh, kind of. Uh, anyway, I've already explained it. This disposition, pumsa apita, means it's for everybody. It's for men. It's for women. It's not for certain people within Varnashram that have certain eligibility. That in Varnashram you can only do this, or if you're in another caste, you can only do that. And don't do another man's duty, even if there's fault in your own, the Gita says, because you'll be creating a bigger fault in the Varnashram system if you do somebody else's duty, because the whole social system is going to get confused, someone could say, like ours is today. I could venture <laughs> such a suggestion. Um, there is value in the Varnashram system, properly understood, with the support of everything around it. If you want to just take parts of it now and try to put it here, it's going to sound really weird and it's certainly not going to work. And um, and besides that, bhakti transcends Varnashram. Eligibility for bhakti does not depend upon any material identification. Sri Chaitanya Dev, 
our Mahaprabhu, he said what? Naham bipro nacha narapati napi vaisho nasudro naham mani nacha griyapati no vanasto yateva kintu proda nikila paramananda ponamritabde gopi bhartu parakamayo dastas anudasa. I have nothing to do with these material designations. Hmm? He said another nice thing. Kibabi prakibanashi shudragena nai jay krishna tattvaita she guru hai. He said, I'm, again, he said, whether he be a sannyasi externally, whether he be a sudra, whether he be a brahman or whatever, any of these material designations, if she knows about Krishna, <laughs> she's my guru. guru Krishna tattva. If she knows the truth about Krishna, I, I, I worship her feet. This is what Mahaprabhu says. This is the path that Prahlad has articulated. This is what he's speaking about hmm? uh, to, to his father. This is and who is, you know, dividing it up. And he's, he's he's on one side. The devas are on the other side. They're having this battle for power. Hmm? He goes the impious route, like Ravana, trying to build a staircase to heaven on his own. The gods go the another way. They they draw from God. Give us the blessing that we can have power, so that we can acquire things. An, an idea that uh, the Gita says is not very bright. Hmm? Hmm? It's for alpamedasa. We want people sumedasa, not alpa. Alpa means small. Medasa, small intelligence. They worship the gods, which means they worship things, which is what you can get from the gods. You can get things. Hmm? You can get a long life to enjoy the things, too. <laughs> uh, but how long is any amount of time in comparison to eternity? It's just a, a dot, hmm? right? Hmm? Flicker. Therefore, Krishna says, Abrahma bhuvana loka punaravarti no arjuna mamu pechyatukantaya punarjanmanavadite All the planets up to Brahmas. There is no permanent residence there. But my abode is different. There you can reside forever. Forever. There is no falling from there. I wouldn't even let you if you wanted to. Hmm? That's what he says. Hmm? So it's not very bright to pursue, as I often say, enduring life and happy life in relation to things that don't endure and inherently have no happiness in them. Hmm? It's only as much as we project ourselves into them that they seem to be meaningful and valuable. So we are a unit of meaning and value and we have some ananda to us. Jiva Goswami says, the Atma is the object of love in this world. We were talking the other night a little bit about whether there's love in the world or not. Hmm? And you could say calm is different than prem, like the difference between night and day. And you could simple argument like that, but it's, it's a bit more nuanced. The Atma itself, Jiva Goswami says, is the object of love in the world. Hmm? Man, the Upanishads say, man, husband does not love the wife, wife does not love the husband, parents do not love the children, and so on. Children do not love the parents. Everyone loves the Atma, the self. Hmm? that has a capacity to project itself into other things. Hmm? 
the I can say my and go there, so to speak. So when I say my, I have gone there. And I love my means I love I. It's I what's love what's lovable, not not the thing. But it appears to be the thing. But it's really what is that thing? I mean it's it's nothing. <laughs> it is it appears like a thing, but it's not a thing. It's not sat, it's not sat. We are something. More than a thing, but we're something. <laughs> we're real. Right? Sat. A unit of sat. And some Samjit, Samananda. Hmm? We're as much as this, in this sense. We're the object of love in the world. We're what's lovable. And the reason we're what's lovable is because we are a particle of that Paramatma, Supreme Atma, who is a partial manifestation hmm? of Bhagawan. He says it in the Gita. What does he say? In the tenth chapter of the tenth chapter? No, the end of the tenth chapter. That's the beginning. He just, yeah, he says. But Tito anyway, the part you got the English. The spark of my splendor. He's talking about the Paramatma. Hmm? All these things I've described. Hmm? All these vibhutis of myself, manifestations of myself in the world. Well, I've said so many. I could say another so many ways in which I'm prominently, whatever is prominent in the world that stands out and makes us go, wow, amazing, that's me, he says. And anyway, I could go on, he says, but the whole thing, the whole thing is but a spark of my, it's a partial, is presided over by a partial manifestation of myself. Ekam sena, ekam sena stito jagat, eka amsa, one part of me, the whole thing is coming out of. And we're coming out of that part, the Paramatma. Hmm? And by the grace of grace of Mahabhu, we can go to the person where all the parts are <laughs> inside us. Hmm? Right? Meet him personally. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation. Hmm? So, so, Prahlad, he has spoken about a kind of bhakti that or a path that's for everybody hmm? requires no qualification, but but faith. It doesn't require that you be uh, have any material uh, qualities, powers. It's all counterfeit currency. All of it has no purchasing power. Only only your sincerity of purpose, hmm? your effort, and the grace of bhakti. So he says it's for everybody. Hmm? And what is it like? This Shravanam Kirtan says, Iti Pumsa Arpito Vishnu Bhaktis Chen Navalakshana Ninefold Kriyati Bhagavati Adha. Word Adha means like. Hmm? The way that you do this bhakti is different than karma. And it's different than karma, Nishkam karma, or karma mixed with bhakti. Karma means activity that we do. So we do an activity. Let's say we do something and we offer it to Krishna. Right? That's good. But bhakti's not like that. We don't do something and then offer it to Krishna. We offer ourselves to Krishna and then we do bhakti. Hmm? We have to put ourselves on the altar. Hmm? So, we, 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 in other words, he says, 
this bhakti properly done, it could be done just by bumping into it, right? Unconsciously, it has that power. We mentioned that it's Rupsita Bhakti that has that power to affect us. But those kind of statements are made to, in the scriptures, and there are many of them, to a large extent, not to make a philosophy out of that, just touching people hmm? and saying, you know, okay, he said, Hare Krishna. His path has started. And so, yeah, there's a little more to it than that. Those kind of statements are made to say, if the guy should accidentally chant Hare Krishna, because he's upset with you because you just picked his pocket or something. <laughs> it used to happen, I guess, in some places. Um, <laughs> hey, you're a Christian. Well, he's being benefited. Those kind of statements are, are being, are said to, to speak to us about what, it's kind of, there's a Sanskrit word for it, or Bengali word, Sanskrit, a kind of logic, what to speak of logic. So, what to speak of if you did that, hmm? Kimuta. Yeah, yeah. So, what to speak of that, if you do it consciously, with love and affection, what will be the result? We should be inspired by those examples to do it right and to teach it right, not just to make a philosophy out of it, just like, okay, you know, everything is just, uh, you know, we're here to just create a Gyata Sukriti somehow in a most remote way, and, um, I mean, there's, there's something for that, that to be said for that too, but... <laughs> Don't make a philosophy out of it. You know, we should we should learn it. We should apply ourselves and so forth. We, should, we have to. So that means Sharanagata. Hmm? We said last night the Gita ends where the Bhagavatam Bhagavatam picks up where the Gita ends with Sharanagati. Sarvadharman puritya mamekam sharanam braja, and Bhagavatam dharma projita kaitabhutra paramunyan matsaranam sadam. Give up the kite of a dharma. Negotiation. Prahlad's not doing any negotiation. He's not keeping any change in his pocket. Hmm? The Dave's asking for a donation and he says, I'm, your, I, I'm yours entirely. Hmm? Demigods are, well, give him a little something. Hmm? We better keep some back to protect ourselves. There are demons out there. Every now and then we need Vishnu's help. But hmm? Prahlad, in his innocence and childhood, he gives himself entirely. And this is what he recommends. Give yourself and don't do karma, do bhakti. Hear, chant, shravanam, kirtanam, smarnam, padasevanam means to do menial, menial service, archanam, we know, vandanam, prayers, um, uh, uh, dasyam, hmm? um, it's clear, service, sakyam means with with execute with firm faith and confidence hmm? um, uh, atma you can give the body in atma or you can give the atma you can give it in bhav give the atma like rukmini or you can give it without bhav like bali maharaj in body hmm? put your foot on my head here vaman and so forth so anyway these powerful forms of bhakti, Prahlad has enunciated them, and they're very central to our, our, our practice. We are, of course, treading the path of rag bhakti, and in rag bhakti, these hearing, chanting, remembering, these are uh, very important. There are three things that Rupa Goswami has said 
constitute the practice of Raganuga Bhakti. I mean, he's given three verses. One is that you remember the pastimes of Krishna hmm? relative to the ideal that you have to serve him. Hmm? Two is that you serve in your sadhaka deha and in your actualized uh, internal meditative body when it happens, when it when when you've used your sadhaka deha properly, and that's giving rise to the inner life. Then there's a, there's a service to be rendered, and, and then and the third thing, do the vaidhi bhakti means do these nama, the hearing, chanting, remembering. Hmm? This, uh, especially kirtan, shravanam kirtanam, this will support the central limb of Raghunu Bhakti called smarnam, hmm? remembrance, meditation, that Prahlad, of course, is known for. He had said in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindha, he became perfect by smarnam. Hmm? Of course, we look at Prahlad as a Vaidhi Bhakta in one sense, but then again, Jiva Goswami has described him as a Rag Bhakta. Hmm? Prahlad is a Raganuga Bhakta. He's not the kind of Raganuga Bhakta of Braj. But, and this is what Rupa Goswami talks about, only this. Is when he talks about Rag Bhakti, he explained, we're going to talk about Rag Bhakti of Braj as the highest form of that, following the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Jiva Goswami paints it with a broader brush and gives this kind of spectrum with a kind of a basic uh, generic definition of Bhakti and the spontaneity and the natural attraction of Prahlad. He, Prahlad is said to have worshipped Krishna. Now, repeatedly throughout the ten chapters of the Bhagavatam dedicated to Prahlad Nishringa, it's mentioned that Prahlad was a devotee of Krishna, devotee of Vasudeva. The story begins with, this is a story about Krishna. Hmm? And, Matirna Krishna Paratasvato Bhav. He was a devotee to, of Krishna, and it said that Govinda Paribrimhita, uh, he was attached to Govinda, this is, and, and his, his um, I want to say, his, uh, the way in which he was drawn to him is, is, is described like a, like a particle of uh, iron is drawn to a magnet. There's an astrological stellar kind of example given uh, something like uh, as things move around the, the pole star, and he, he, he was centered entirely on Krishna. So he's a great devotee of Krishna. Hmm? This tells us something who Nishringadeva is. It's a very peculiar form of the Lord. He's classified in Lagu Bhagavatamrita as a Parabhashta manifestation of Bhagavan, Sri Krishna, as is Ram. Hmm? They're, they're distinguished from all these other forms. That's a very uh, insightful um, explanation given there by Rupa Goswami. And apparently, we have some evidence, quite a bit actually, as we go on, we're about to bring it out, but that the, that the Prahlad is, that Nishringadeva is a form of Krishna, because he's worshipping Krishna, and Nasringadev appeared, hmm? right? So who you worship, that's who you get. And uh, 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 so he was a great devotee of Krishna, and he was of a rag type, in in a sense. I guess Jiva Goswami means that he's just drawn there magnetically, hmm? spontaneously. Um, but uh, he he, in one sense, he's not 
seen as a resident of Goloka, but as much as he's present in Haridas Thakur, he made his smarnam and his rag reaches the full uh, fruition of that, what's possible on the path of rag, because Gaur Leela and Krishna Leela, these are the, these are the same. So Haridas Thakur, we come to him there, Perlads. Uh, typically it's thought that smarnam hmm, is supported by kirtan. Although it's the main limb of rag-bhakti, at the same time, the main practice of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu overall, the method to his madness is nam-kirtan. Hmm? This is the most powerful, most efficacious form of kirtan, more powerful than lila-kirtan, guna-kirtan, and so forth. Uh, and it it, it presides over all the other forms of bhakti enunciated by Prahlad, in particular in Kali Yuga. And it's exported from Golo, Goloker Premudhan Harinam Sankirtan, Naratam tells us. It's coming from Golok, bringing the wealth of Golok. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this is, again, this is his sadhana, this is his Shastakma, it's all about, about Nam Sankirtan. Parambijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam. Let me enunciate further. He gives six more verses. Hmm? So th- this is, this is the main method, and yes, smarnam is is central to rag bhakti, but it arises out of kirtan, and once it appears and is in is in place, and that inner life is possible, it's supported by kirtan, and it, kirtan comes out on the other side also. Hmm? I mean. Gopis aren't meditating, but they do kirtan. Coward boys aren't meditating, but they do kirtan. It's in that in that sense, right? Hmm? Krishna, Krishna, Rama, Rama, Mahabhu. So, um, so, Prahlad and Haridas. Right? In in Haridas, we find the Nam Acharya. So Mahaprabhu singled him out and said, "This is my method, send kirtan." And this person is the person to look to, because he chanted, we say he chanted japa, but it's said that he chanted three lakhs a day. I think 16 rounds is, is, is what, quarter of a lakh? So he chanted three lakhs, so it's quite a bit. And um, he said, in some places it said he chanted one lakh silently, one lakh upamsa whispering and one lakh out loud. Hmm? In a number of places in Chaitanya Charitamrita, his japa is described as sankirtan. So I guess he was doing it out loud at that time. It's said the japa of the name is a limb of smarnam. But if the japa is done out loud, it becomes a limb of kirtan. Hmm? So there's some, some place for, for that. And of course, it's said that the mind is in between the ear and the mouth, so if you got loud enough, it might capture the mind, <laughs> some drown out the mind, some place for that, right? So here we have the the the, the, the Namacharya, and it's interesting because we know that that Advaita Chandra, Sri Advaita Chandra Gijai, he brought Mahaprabhu to the world, right? He brought Krishna to the world. Hmm? With his with his worship of Shalagram is a pretty appropriate for Advaita. He's the Mahavishnu, 
he's doing a little self-worship there, <laughs> which is, who else, who else is he going to worship? When Krishna sat down in work every morning to meditate, well, he meditated on himself. That's what everybody else does. As the scripture says, you should worship Krishna, meditate on the Krishna. So, he, so Vishnu's, he, of course, this is, this is the instance in which the Shalagram is very interesting because the Shalagram takes also the form of the worshiper. Hmm? So it's like a, it's neutral. Hmm? And it takes the shape of how, um, Rajiva Goswami explains in the Sandharvas, of how he's uh, worshipped. So here's Advaita, he's worshipping the Shalagram as Gopal, Krishna. He's calling Krishna, right? But it is of Archan. Archan is more relevant, uh, more prominent, I should say, in Vaidhi Bhakti. But while Advaita is known for this, if you study Chaitanya Charitamrita carefully, you'll see that, Perla, that that Haridas is also credited with bringing Krishna to the world. And what was his method? Living in a cave and doing Nambhajan hmm, with a desire for Krishna to descend. So these two are like working hand in hand. They are the Brahma and the Shiva of Gorlila. Hmm. Bhagavatam describes it. What does it Bhagavatam say? Um, hmm. Eleventh canto. Jayam sada paribhavdam abhishtadoham tirthaspadam shiva birinchinutam sharanyam. Shiva birinchi means Shiva and Brahma. He comes. Jayam sada paribhavdam abhishtadoham. It's about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's in eleventh canto. After this, it's stated Krishna varnam tisa Krishnam. You all know that. Sangopangasta parshadam yagnai sankirtana prayer yajantihi sumedasa. Deyam sada paribhavdam abhishtadoham. Tirtaspadam Shivabhanichinutam Sharanyam Brityartiham Pranatapala Plavabdipotam Vande Mahapurushate Charanada Vindam Tyaktva Sudhutarisarib Sataraja Lakshmin Dharmishtarya Vachasayaragadaranyam Mayamrigam Daita Ipsitam Anvadhabad Vande Mahapurushate Charanada Vindam If you wonder how to translate Krishna Varnam to Sakrishnam, you got to look to these two verses. You say, well, that's, they describe the him, him in greater detail. So it's about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It says the first verse there that I cited. He comes with Brahma and Shiva. Also, they're also there. This means Haridas, Brahma Haridas, and Mahabishnu, it's Sadashiva. Hmm? There they are. These two are together. Brahma and Shiva trying to bring Vishnu into the, into the picture. Hmm? The triumvirate, right? So Haridas, in a form of Nambhajan. Nambhajan means by by being able to chant the way he did, he could. He he wasn't allowed to go in a lot of temples, right? Because he was an outcast. So by the Hindu and Varnashram standards, or mis or abuse of them, whatever, in the time, he was not allowed. He wasn't even allowed to go in the Jagannath temple. Hmm? But the Lord was fully manifest in his heart. He had created a temple in his heart through the chanting. Hmm? So, it's a, if if you are successful in archon, then you can do nambhajan. Hmm? You can sit. You don't have to go to Arctic. There, where, 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 where go to Arctic? That's what's already going on. I'm already here. Why are you late? He's <laughs> in my heart. Hmm? So. There's some slight correspondence here between Prahlad's meditation, hmm, by which he came perfect, and now he's supporting his meditation further 
by kirtan, constant kirtan, three three lakhs a day, hmm? um, setting example for us in Kali Yuga. And his object of worship is the same Krishna who appeared as the Sringadev and now is appearing as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who also in the Leela, before Nityananda in Navadvip, once, shortly after Nityananda Prabhu came there, Nityananda Prabhu came there only, you know, maybe a year and a few months before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas, and then they both left. So within that short period, they began working, serving us together with their Sankirtan. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed himself to to Yatinanda um, Prabhu in a six-arm form. Typically we know the six-arm form of uh, two arms of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu holding the Kamandalu, the water pot of the sannyasi and the Danda staff. Two arms of Krishna holding the flute takes two hands there so that Radha doesn't steal it from him. And that's why he's holding on so tight there. So when he puts it in his belt, it's possible that she, the gopis can steal it. Problem. Some negotiations, right? you got to be a Vaishya to enter the Leela. So you need a little bit of Brahmin sensibilities and a little bit of Vaishya sensibilities. So... <laughs> So and then and then two hands of Ram, right, the bow and the arrow. But he showed himself with the two hands of Krishna, the two hands of Mahaprabhu, and two of the four hands of Narasimhadev. Shiva's hmm? hmm. Thakur is of course a great devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, an elder like Advaita and and Haridas. Hmm? And um, in his house, he worshipped Shaligram of the Shringa. It must have fallen out of Golok. From Nandamarsh's house, and instead of landing in Nandagram and Godrum, it, it landed in Mayapur. Hmm? It's said that the places of Krishna Leela are all there in Navadweep, but they're spread out; they're kind of scattered, rather than being ordered. Hmm? So the reason is because the descent of Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is kind of turning everything upside down, so the places are falling on different islands when you think, well, this should be, if this sh- if Sinanamarsh worshipped Sringadev in his home, hmm? that was his, his Vaidhi Bhakti Ishtadevata Nandamaraj worshipped. Of course, as I say, he's offering Arctic, but his mind is somewhere else, like, like us, but his is, oh, it's okay for him. <laughs> his mind is, is on his son, <laughs> fully absorbed this. So, so you would think, well, if Nandagram is in Godrum, okay, then that the, the, the Shiva's house should have been over there, and, and and it should have been Jagannath Misha. Well, anyway, but it's all it's they're all there, but it's different because that's because everything's turned upside down, and whoa, we got to change our forms, and and now we're going to become devotees. Wow, let's get dressed up. <laughs> We've got to get into Dasya Bhav for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's so. Anyway. Uh, the Shingadev, the deity there, huh, worshipped by uh, the devoted um, um, Srivas, who is a manifestation of Narada, right? Who is a manifestation of Madhumangal, Krishna's uh, close uh, Pranarma Vidusaka friend in in uh, in Braj. Hmm? So Srivas is worshipping Nishingadev and there's a nice uh, story in, in Chaitanya Bhagavad. He's worshipping, and at the time, they're 
there, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has already manifested himself as a Vaishnava, so the Vaishnavas have some strength, and they're expressing the strength of their enthusiasm for bhakti outwardly, and of course it's a Muslim uh, governed uh, uh, district, and that's not bad enough. The Hindus are disturbed by Srivasa's kirtan, keeping him up at night, and they think, well, you know, he's Krishna's name is sacred. You can't just chant it anywhere. Muslims will hear it, you know. Then it'll all be lose its power. This guy's ruining everything. This is, this is some new kind of religion here, and you know, we're not the most religious people, but at least you know, if you're going to do it, do it right. Something like that. So they were upset, and then they complained to the Kazi. Word was that there were boats coming down the Ganga, full of Kazi's men, to arrest Trivastakur. And meanwhile, Mahabrabhu is walking along the bank of the Ganges and he sees a herd of cows hightailing it. You know, when cows run and they stick their tails up, that's where the expression comes from. Let's hightail it. So they have the, the tails up, they're running and dancing, jumping, some of them bathing and dumping in the river. And he sees them, Vrindavan Das describes, he sees them and he says, I am him, I am him. And he, and he identifies himself as Gopal Krishna. Hmm? And 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 as he's saying this in the bhav of of Gopal Krishna, he comes to the house of Sri Vastaku, who's in in his room in the puja room, and he's doing his puja, and he's really doing his puja. He's absorbed in his mind. Hmm? He's doing like a little manasa puja before you start, but he's fully there. And meanwhile, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's calling him, he doesn't hear him. He starts banging on the door, kicking the door. Open it up. Who, who you're worshipping is here. He's worshipping Nishringa, and Mahaprabhu's coming in the mood of Gopal and saying, I am one with who you're worshipping. is an expression of myself. Hmm? I'm right here, and you got the door closed. You, you, what kind of... And, then, and in his mind, in his meditative mind... All of a sudden, there was a fire, hmm? like a fire, flame, bright in the mind of Sh- meditative mind of Shivas, and he so he broke his meditation, and there, the door is shaking, and the seven foot tall, lotus eyed, sandalwood paste covered and scented, long locks, curly hair touching his face, accenting his moon like face, and. He's on the other side. He opens the door, and and there, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When he opens the door, he sees him sitting down in Virasana. You know the Virasana, the hero's asana, and he's manifesting the forearms with the disc and the mace and the lotus and the conch of Nishingadev. and Shiva's Thakur. Doesn't know what to do. <laughs> uh, what he, 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 for, at first, and then he knows exactly what to do. What does he do? He begins to offer prayers to Nishingadev. and what prayers does he offer? He says, "Nomidyate bra." Uh, what is it? Vapuse tadit abrayanam. He says from Bhagavatam, Brahma's prayers in the Brahma Vimohan Lila, describing. 
the form of Krishna. This is Krishna Kumar. Krishna is Sesh Kumar Leela, the end of the Kumar Leela, just turning into Pogandi. He's a calf herder. This is the beginning of Krishna's uh, <coughs> life as a cow herder. The three ages of Krishna, Kumar, Pogonda, and Kishore, they correspond with three different identities, Rupa Goswami explains. So, the identity of son of Yashoda, the identity of, of a cowherd, the friend of Sridham, the identity in Kishore of, as, a, as, a, as the, the, uh, the lover of, of, of Radha and the gopis, right? So he's, in the, in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, of course, you know, he, this is the beginning of his calf herding. Hmm? And so, Shivas is, is Narada, is Madhamangal, is worshipping the Shringa and the Krishna. He's, he gets it, he gets it. Gopal, the Shringa, who I'm worshipping, is a manifestation of Krishna. Hmm? And so he offers prayers to Nishringadev that are appropriate to Krishna. Describes him um, as Brahma does at the beginning of his prayers, after Brahma stole the calves and cowherd boys, right? And then, then they all appeared to still be there. And then he, he fi- tried to figure out what was going on, and Krishna showed all the cowherd boys and all the calves to be Vishnu's manifestations of himself, who were who were expanding worlds and giving birth in their their navels to lotuses on which Brahmas were born and Brahma's four heads were like he didn't have enough heads to deal with it. He thought, I got four heads I'm pretty well thought out here but this is like making them spin. He didn't know what to do. He tried to pay obeisances and he wanted to you know, put all four of them down but he... he, he so it, he, offered, he does get up and he does sputter out some real beautiful prayers. <laughs> Actually, that are really uh, uh, full, full, full of Gaudiya Siddhanta. This is in the middle of the Brahma Bhimohan Lila. This is where th- this um, these prayers of Brahma, that are the end of the Brahma Bhimohan Lila, are where you will find in the narrative of Krishna Lila the philosophical point that is central to the tattva of Gaudiya Vaishnava and the password understanding the Bhagavatam, which is. Krishna's to Bhagavan Svayam, right? Because Brahma brings it out there in his prayers. Hmm? You are the you are the source of Narayan and so forth. But he begins by just describing the beautiful form of Krishna hmm? with his flute, his time tucked in his belt, and and so forth. Just just Sesh Kumar, just the end of the Kumar Lila, just beginning to become uh, from a calf herder to a cowherd. Beautiful description. This is the prayer. <laughs> that Chief Thakur offers to Nishringadev, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, preparing Nishringadev. He, he's got it. His his worship is well connected. He's 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 <laughs> and and beautiful prayers. And then of course he, as Krishna would, not like uh, wouldn't be particularly his characteristic perhaps as Nishringadev, but he 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 informs him that all your family members are you know we're together. We're like family here, you know, and you don't have to worry about this Chand Kazi guy, hmm? or any of his followers, you don't have to worry about a thing, you take shelter of me as you have, and your whole family will be protected, hmm? the Kazi can only move if I allow him to, he may come here, he will come here, but don't worry about it, the boats are coming, you don't have a thing to worry about, and of course, the follow through is, 
the boldness with which Mahaprabhu then takes to the streets, you know the story well, with torchlights at night, lakhs of men and women going on Kirtan to the house of the Chandkazi. Because he did come in the boats, he arrested some people or, or threatened to, and in the context of that he broke the Murdunga. Big mistake. Hmm? Why wouldn't Shringadev be so upset about the breaking of a Murdunga? Hmm? Because the Murdunga is the flute of Krishna. Hmm? He's trying a demon trying to steal the flute of Krishna. And gopis can steal it. That's okay. That's good. Hmm? It's not allowed, but it is actually. <laughs> but this guy. So <laughs> he breaks the Murdunga and the Kirtan comes to the house of uh, the Chandakazi and he gets nervous and comes down and Mahaprabhu says, you know, what's the deal here? You know, what's with the, you know, what's with the, the armies and all this stuff? The, mil- the, the, uh, the, um, what do they call it? Uh, martial law. What's with the martial law here? You know, we, we're from the same village. You're like my uncle. You know, I don't see Hindu, Muslim. It's all just a material conception. Hindu, Muslim, Vaishnavas. We're like Prahlad. <laughs> we don't see Catholic, Buddhist, this, that. We just see Atmas and, and they have a prospect. You say, say, says like this, you might think you're like, you're like my uncle, so what, what's, what's the martial law stuff? And breaking, breaking the instruments and all. So he's, you know, he's nervous at this point, and uh, he's got reason further to be nervous beside the crowds, because he had a dream the night before, and, and he now feels that maybe he can pull Chaitanya Mahaprabhu aside and confide in him about his dream, and, and, uh, of course, Mahaprabhu says, speak it out, whatever you want to say. We're all one here. We have nothing to hide from these people. This is the kind of people we are. We have nothing to hide. We've got nothing in the closet. Hmm? That's what it means, Sharanagat, that we have nothing in the closet. We've taken it all out. Hmm? We're giving it all to Krishna. We threw it in the fire. We got initiated. We just threw it all in the fire. Now we just want bhakti. Hmm? We're not hiding. No, we have no secret, secret extra life there. Your inner life. Uh, I've told the story before here in North Carolina, out at East. I did a program at Trista's house once, and some Indian, Indian man after the talk said, Swamiji, I think that the spiritual life, that that should be the private life. Because hmm? we were doing the kirtan. A lot of these guys, the ladies will chant, you know, the Indian men are... <laughs> not always, but you know, some, he was like that. Anyway, uh, same with uh, in all cultures, I guess, to some extent. So, um, so he, he, I said, "Well, that's an interesting point." I said, "But among other things, I said, really, spiritual life is such that there's no difference between the private life and the public life. That is spiritual life. That is what Prahlad embodied. No difference between private life and public life." Hmm? These are the kind of people Prabhupada wanted us to be. When people would see us, they would want to come home with us, and they wouldn't want to leave. Hmm? This is what this is what he asked of us. Hmm? Hmm. He asked the Shingadev to help us. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so Mahaprabhu said, "These are all my people." Hmm? It reminds us of when the Kumaras went to Baikuntha. Right, they couldn't get in the gates. The last gate, the seventh gate, Jai Vijay blocked them, and Bhagwan Narayan came out. 
And he said, I'm so sorry that we've offended, that I've offended you. They're thinking, wait, Narayan didn't offend us, the gatekeepers did. But they're real smart, these Kumaras. They're, they're, they're Brahma Kumaras. So they're, 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 they realized, huh, we faulted the gatekeepers because we are not biased. We can go anywhere. We're little kids. Like little kid, if a little boy, five years old, comes into the room naked in the kirtan, nobody's going to you know, arrest him or anything like that. It's just, those kids can go anywhere. They can go naked anywhere. So the Kumaras could go anywhere. They weren't really kids, but that's how they're depicted, of course, and they express themselves as such. But the, the inner spirit of it all is that they had no such, like Prahlad, those types of distinctions, right? Men, women, good, bad, enemies and friends and so forth. So when they came to Vaikuntha, they were checked, and they thought, well, what's this guy? These guys are in Maya. They think, this is our country, where's your passport? But when Vishnu Narayan came out and said, I think we've offended you, they realized, he said, we, I offended you, but it's the gatekeepers. That means he thinks that these gatekeepers are one with himself. But what kind of people are they? And why do they check us? And then they're learning about a transcendental kind of bias. It's very beautiful. The bhakti is. Some like Ram, some like Krishna. Hmm? To be unbiased is one thing. That's the it's the beginning. Hmm? Right? No you know, can't be bought and paid for, materially speaking, because you have no material desire. But then you have a spiritual desire and a bias towards Bhagavan in a particular way. That's very beautiful. Hmm? So so, Mahabharata was talking to the. He he he, he turns to, to all the, all of his kirtaniers. I said, he said, we got nothing to hide. You can say whatever you want to say to me. You can say to them, we are all one. Hmm? My devotees and I are one. It's like she and I. He and I are one. We are friends. We were like this. So the Chandkazi comes out with it. And what does he say? He said last night. I had a dream after breaking the Madanga. And in the dream, a ferocious creature with the head of a lion. He's a Muslim, so he's not familiar, right, with all the Hindu pantheon of all the gods and goddesses. He's never seen anything like this before. And um, and he describes head, head like a lion, claws like a lion, torso like a man. And he jumped on my chest, and he, with his nails, he scratched my chest and left some marks there. See, he showed the marks, and he had scratches on his chest. Hmm. And then he said, he told me, don't you ever break that drum again. That's my favorite instrument. Hmm. <laughs> and everybody, all the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, here they are, they're all innocent devotees. They're, 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 in, they're empowered and strengthened by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's presence and so forth. But, I mean, they're going up against the government, you know. They got no support from the people. So they're, it's a new thing, and, you know, they believe in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but, you know, maybe they're a little, a little timid. Hope it works, you know. Well, we put ourselves in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's hand. When they see this, then they go, Oh, Nishinga, Nishinga. He invoke his name, his powers with us, and so forth. And it said, many, many, many generations later, in that quarter where the Chandkazi's group of Muslims live, they will never 
criticize the Hindus or Kirtan. And so, I don't have been there in years, but years ago, decades ago, when I went, it was it was part of the parkram, you know. It was, a, it was a, so. This is this is a true story. <laughs> this is this is this is people experience this. That the Chandkazi told his story, and all the devotees witnessed it. Hmm? Mary is the protector of the kirtan. That's how he came into our lives as Prabhupada's uh, disciples. He introduced him through the mantra or the song that you, that you sang, the first part, Namaste Narasimhaya. When our kirtan parties were in the streets, and we were sometimes on Hollywood Boulevard being attacked by people, or in New York, and and by whatever you know, drunkard, drunkards, Boston. Okay, there. So when he heard this, then he he gave us these prayers to Nishinga to the protector of the kirtan to invoke. Hmm? I remember in L.A. he got this big picture, of huge painting of the Shingon. And then he would go to the altar of Gornitai every morning after his walk. You know, he'd come in and greet the deities, drink a few drops of the Charanamrita. Sika, Peo Basin, Sister Turukmini and Dwarka, this as he called them, his headquarters of Dwarka, the metropolitan place. Then to Jagannath Swami, Palabhadra Zubhadra, then he would turn right and head towards Vyasasana. And on the left was that big picture of the Shringa, and he'd turn and <laughs> give a nod to him and then take his take his seat. And of course we used to sing that after every arati and so forth. So he, he brought him into our lives in the context of him being the protector of the Sankirtan as he was in the original manifestation of Namkirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he plays a prominent role in this way. Much later, of course, in our Paribar, the great work of Bhaktivinoda Thakur um, was such that he revealed many things about Mayapur and uh, Navadweep and the correspondence between the places of Krishna Lila and how they manifest in Gorlila in a similar way that the Goswamis revealed the places of Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan as they were empowered to do by, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's one of the reasons he's referred to as the seventh Goswami. And uh, he tells us in Navadweep Mahatmya and Navadweep Baba Taranga that after the Nishingadev killed Hiranyakasipu, washed his nails, and flew off. Whatever he he landed in 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 Godrum, Nishingapoli Devapoli, there, and he resides there. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, after seeing through a mystic vision, he did two things. He had a mystic vision about the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and then he went and gathered empirical evidence, geographical maps, interviewed people. Like a modern scientist, you know, he was a reporter, you know, get, get the facts and make sure my vision has some support. Hmm? You know, it, it's, I believe it, but, you know, I have to support it for other people. I'd say, I got a vision, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was born here, who's going to believe me? We'll believe Bhakti, you know, whatever you say, Takurji. But anyway, he'd gathered, marshaled up, uh, together quite a bit of empirical evidence as well. But after having done that and, and commissioned the great 
Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada to, to, to establish that place by building a temple there. Hmm? Bhakti Thakur himself went to Calcutta to beg money to build that temple, and then he gave the service to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who ultimately manifested the what's the what's was called and predicted in the writing of Bhakti Vinod as the Adbhuta Mandir. Hmm? And it's it's my it's yoga piece, hmm? the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur did that. But at any rate, uh, as it was going on in the early days, Bhakti Vinod Thakur from his rooftop in Godrum, where he envisioned the uh, birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he noticed that early in the morning about like during the Brahma Mohurta, there was this there seemed to be like a cloud of dust that, that just moved down the road and seemed to dissipate at the Mayapur or at at, at the at the at the Yogapit. And after a few days he meditated on it and he realized, Oh, it's Narasringa is going to the Mangalartik at the Yogapit every morning. Don't miss the Mangalartik object on the Mahaprabhu. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty significant uh, beings present there, uh, offering the, taking 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 uh, advantage of such a divine uh, manifestation. So, in some of these are some of the some ways of talking about uh, Nishingadev and in, in Gorali. There are others. I mean, it, it goes on, of course, uh, with regard um, to the idea that Nishingadev is a manifestation of Krishna. Hmm? There's this correspondence we've been talking about a little bit. We go to the, the, the life and probably the most significant event in the life of the great Gopal Bhatta Goswami. Gopal Bhatta Goswami Kijai. As you know, he had some shaligrams gathered from the Gandaki. Hmm? And he was worshipping them. Hmm? And on the Shringa Chaturdasi, this very day, he was meditating on the devotion of Prahlad hmm? and how the bhakti of Prahlad caused Krishna to take this form as Nishingadev, perfectly suited to respond to his love and to the circumstances that he was in under the um, harassment of his father, Hiranyakasipu. Hmm? You know why he appeared the way he did in the time and everything to counteract all the uh, the, the, the plans of what does it say? Plans of men and mice, or something? As a saying like that. Or whatever. They, they may not. Anyway, so it may not happen. So he tried to beat the system and never, never die. Of course, wouldn't die in the land, in the water, by man or animal, and so on and so forth. Day or night, and he appeared at the right time. Half man, half animal, and so forth. So perfectly suited to protect Prahlad at the time and corresponding with his with his bhakti. <clears throat> and so Gopal Bhatta Goswami is he's meditating on the devotion of Prahlad on Nishinga Chaturdasi. Again, this is a day for remembering Prahlad. That's what it means to remember Nishinga Day. Hmm. Uh, and 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 he was weeping to think of this is a very this is a gopi, how Gopi thinks about Prahlad. Hmm? Gopi doesn't think I'm the highest, or Gopal doesn't think that I'm the highest devotee. If a great devotee, like well-known Vishnu Bhakta, or, you know, comes into Vrindavan, they don't think, "Hey, we're the Rag Bhaktas here." You know, we're not paying obeisances to you. you know? No, they're characterized by Krishna Das Kaviraj's humility, Trinadapi, 
Sunichena, the role of appreciation. He himself embodied when he said, my, my name, what did he say? If you chant my name, if you hear my name, you'll, you'll, um, you'll lose your pious credits. If you chant my name, you'll get impious credits. I'm lower than a worm in in, a, in the stool of a of an animal. This is my position. It's so it's very like we can hardly say it. It's so we we think so highly of him that uh, he's his own his own mind. He's magnified faults that are that don't that are really ornaments. Hmm? Um, so he's very him and Rupsanatana also the way they're described in Chaitanya to Their humility is is is. Is would make you weep to hear how they appeared before the learned Balaba the first time, Rupa and uh, and um, Rupa and who Rupa and Anupam came before Balaba with such humility. So, um, um, what was it? Um, hmm? Gopal Bhatta. So he's meditating on Prahlad. And weeping, yeah, yeah. So he's a gopi, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, and and he's. So we worship all the. We're not like we're rag bhaktas. You know, nothing new is to sing. We don't like Prahlad. He's, he's, don't listen to that. That's a, Balabhatirtha wrote a small book, or a book, a small book, who recently passed away, Balabhatirtha Goswami Maharaj Kijai, hmm? um, lectures on Prahlad Maharaj. And on, in the book somewhere, maybe on the front or the back, he said, if you if you study the life of the Prahlad Charit, the character of Prahlad, the chapters in Bhagavatam about Prahlad and Shringa, and you feel that, uh, I already read that, uh, can we move on to the higher you know stuff? And he said, "Then you better go read it again. Hmm? That's a sign that you need to read it again." My goodness, Gadadhar Pandit, he was the Bhagavatam speaker in the assembly of Mahaprabhu. And what are we told in Chaitanya Bhagavat? That repeatedly, again and again, he went over these chapters of the Bhagavatam of Prahlad, Nishinga Prahlad Mahaprabhu was listening to these stories. This is the real entry. Level to you got to become a prala to get anywhere to, to to get free from material selfishness. Then it goes up from there, different degrees of spiritual selflessness. So Gopal Bhatta was meditating on Prahlad and and and, and thinking that Prahlad's bhakti caused the the deity to come out of a stone. He turned a stone pillar. Hmm? Into a form of Bhagavan by the power of his love. This is incredible. Where is God? Is he every? He's everywhere. Yeah. Is he in a stone? Yes. And there he was. He was in the stone. He's outside. He's inside. Hmm? We're in him. What does the Gita say? Ninth chapter. Hmm? Hmm? Everything within me. I'm outside of everything. See my, my achinti shakti. My aunt tell me don't sarvam jagadavyakta murtina matstani sarvabhutani nashaham naham treshavastita. Next verse. Yeah. By my power of my yoga, yoga ishparam, my, my achinti shakti. It's, uh, 
everything's in me and I'm not in everything. And so, so he's, he's, he, this is his vision. And he's thinking, he actually caused the stone matter. <laughs> he turned matter into God by the power of his bhakti. Hmm? He's, just, he's just really thinking about this hmm? deeply. And so he wakes in the morning, he goes to get his shalagram, they're kept in a little basket, and the lid on the basket, which is kept on there to keep them safe, it's a, it's a jar, and it looks like something, maybe there's a snake that got in there, and it's it, you know, pushing it up. So he had to lift it, step back, and see, and what did he see? He saw one of the shalagrams had expanded like this from the hip here to the shoulder here. And you can see on Radharamanda the shoulder and the hip from the, from the shalagram. He came out of the shalagram. Hmm? Gopal Krishna. Mahaprabhu told Gopal Bhatta, you wait here in South India until your parents pass on, take care of them, they're elderly now, then you go to Vrindavan and I'll meet you there. We'll meet again there. He went to Vrindavan, and, but Mahaprabhu never came after that. But Mahaprabhu sent his seat, a wooden seat, and his dhoti to Gopal Bhatta. And the other Goswamis took it to me. He should be given the seat. He should be the main initiator because he's from a Brahmin family. And these caste people, they're going to think, we're outcasts. We worked for the Muslims, Rupesanath and Jiva Goswamis, our our, our, our nephew, so we give the position officially to Gopal Bhatta because we're trying to go in like a needle and out like a plow. You got to work with you know what the circumstances are. So Gopal Bhatta became the main initiator, and of course, it's thought that with the manifestation of Radha Raman, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu again appeared to Gopal Bhatta in the form of the deity who's called. Radharaman. He's got. He's just, just looks like looks like Krishna, but it, it's Radharaman, right? It means he's the form. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna. He's the form of Radha and Krishna combined. He came in this form. So, from meditating on Prahlad, hmm, this beautiful form of Radharaman appeared. Hmm? Jiva Goswami, the great. Uh, scholar, the Tattvacharya of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, wrote the Sandarbhas. Hmm? This is the, the most thorough and insightful like, dissertation on what the Bhagavatam is really about from a philosophical and theological point of view. It's really the ground um, out of which these higher ideas, sentiments, feelings, realities arise. He Worship Nishingadev. There's a big deity of Nishingadev actually in Jaipur that was worshipped by Jiva Goswami. Hmm? Why does he worship Nishingadev? Hmm? Well, because it said that Shiva understands the import of the Bhagavatam. Parikshit, he might understand it, he might not. Hmm? Sukadev knows the meaning. Huh? But one thing's for sure, that Sridhar Swami, he knows the meaning of Bhagavatam by the grace of Nishringadev. This is a verse that came out of the Shiva deity in Banaras. 
when the ancient Sridhar Swami wrote his commentary on the Bhagavatam that looked at Waitin from one side and didn't look like Advaita Siddhanta uh, from the other side, like Bhakti. They thought, is this bona fide here in, in Mayabad, you know, capital, Benares? Hmm? So they took the learned commentary and they put it at the feet of um, Shiva and it said, this, this mantra came out. That hmm? Sridhar Swami knows the meaning of, and Sridhar Swami's deity his Ishtadevata was Narasimhadev. Hmm? So it said, by the grace of Nishringa, he knows the meaning of Bhagavatam. And Mahaprabhu, of course, honored that. And all the Goswami's commentaries, they follow the lead of Sridhar Swami. Of course, Jiva Goswami says that Sridhar Swami had a preaching strategy. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. People say, sometimes I say, well, Prabhupada had a preaching strategy. And they say, well, how do you know? Prabhupada never said he did. Well, Sridhar Swami never said he had a preaching strategy either, although whether it's a strategy, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, when you're using it, you don't, you know, you don't say it's a strategy because you need to use a strategy. <laughs> it's later on afterwards somebody says it's a strategy, and this is why we should take part of it and leave part of it. So he says in Tadlasandarva, he wrote in such a way that the Dwaitans would come in and then, then they'd take the bait and they would get hooked on bhakti. Hmm? And so the Advaitin side of it, of sort, we, we leave that out and we take the other part from his commentary. We honor it. This is the standard in the Sampradaya. So it's a big preaching strategy on the part of Sridhar Swami, revealed by Jiva Goswami to the world. <laughs> uh, so so I had a good fortune to have the darshan of this, uh, that uh, Shingadev deity of Jiva Goswami. And you know what I prayed for? that I might understand Srimad Bhagavatam, which is impossible to understand, except by the grace of Bhagavan himself. Sri Bhagavan Mishingadev Ki Jai. So there was more could be said, but I have a few thoughts and words on the significance of Bhagavan Mishingadev in Gaudiya Sampradaya. Bhakti Prahlad Maharaj Ki Jai. Yes. So will I understand how um, Krishna is the Ishtadeva of Kalan, but in the Brihadhanatamrita I read that his Ishtadeva was uh, Vishnu. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering about that. Yeah, and the Shringa, he's worshipping the Shringa. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, uh, Vishnu is also used in the Bhagavatam to describe Krishna in the Rasalila. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Those, who were, uh, the, the, those who hear about the pastimes of Vishnu in dalliance with the with the wives of the gopis, uh, the, the 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 wives of the husbands of Braj, they're going to get purified. So, so I, I I mean, yeah, Vishnu is also Nishingadev. Uh, so there might be different ways to say it at different different times, but but uh, again, repeatedly throughout the Bhagavatam, his Ishtadevata is Krishna comes to him in the form of Nishingadev. He has different appearances. He's in some varsha, right? Worshipping the Shringa, he's 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 he's, he's in Gorlila's Haridas. Yeah, so these are special people. These paradigmatic figures of the Bhagavatam, they have possibilities um, that uh, don't arise for ourselves. We worship them. Hmm. Yes. Sometimes I wondered about the devotees who are worshiping Lord Vishnu as their main deity on an altar. Um, 
Well, things like that could happen for a couple of reasons. Um, it could happen for very good reasons, because, as we said before, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement is is broad and deep. So, in its breadth, it can bring all kinds of people in with different backgrounds, from some bhakti samskars from previous lives and so forth. And um, the mantra, the maha mantra, is nam mantra is a universal mantra. Um, so, it can be chanted with different conceptions behind it. And uh, Prabhupada honored that breadth, if you will, of the mission. And in places where, you know, there were a lot of Ram Bhaktas, he'd say, well, put, okay, put some, you know, seats around duties here and, and so forth. Um, so that's possible. Mahaprabhu chanted Ram Nam also on his way to South India, where there were a lot of South Indian uh, worshippers of, of Ram, and he came in touch with Ram Bhaktas and so forth. So there's the honoring of real Ram Bhakti or seeds of it and encouraging it. You can find in Hari Bhakti Vilas information, Ram Mantra for that kind of worship and so forth. Um, but the depth then side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's tradition is well he's you know his internal reason for coming and then that results in making available a very high highest ideal, highest attainment and so forth. So some people may be touched by the breath, but not the depth, and because they've already been touched considerably um, to have a samskar for that kind of bhakti, um, or for other reasons, that they don't have enough samskar for bhakti. They don't have, hadn't, have not had enough sadhusanga to be able to, in good siksha, to be able to sort these kind of things out. They've got kind of a broad in a dark smorgasbord kind of uh, idea about it. It's not focused and so forth. And that, that they may not have had uh, a sufficient or uh, enough association to focus and it takes time so that they may um, be uh, not understand, for example, that this is what Chaitanya Charitamrita is saying in the Ramana this is the this is the highest ideal this is the sadhya, this is the highest the sadhana to reach it. That's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is ultimately about and so forth. So, so in different ways to think about it. It's probably more cases than not. It's the lat- latter. Hmm? And um, it does, it's not a bad thing, necessarily. Hmm? It's, it's, um, uh, it's a good thing. They're worshiping God in some form. So you, you can worship God in any form through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission, or you can realize... Well, there's there's a really special opportunity that's been made available by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation, and and um, and, uh, and apply yourself in in relation to that. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know how you would make Nishringadev your main deity if you wanted to go to Vrindavan. That, that, they may not have thought that out too well. Uh, Bhaktivinoda, of course, does worship Nishringadev, but that's, you know, when he thinks of him, he thinks of him like this, but it's not his main deity. He thinks of him in relation. You should tell him, hey, you know, if you want to worship Nishringadev, check out these prayers of Bhaktivinoda. He also worshiped Nishringadev. 
and give him the prayers from Navadvi Baba Taranga, where, where he's worshipping the Shingadev in his prayers and praying to him to help him attain Raga Bhakti for, for uh, service for Radha and Krishna. Hmm? It, that's kind of like helps. So you have to help them, give them some siksha, give them something right from the, the pen of Bhakti Vinod. Takur Bhakti Vinod ki jai, Bhakti Prahlad ki jai, Shinga Bhagavan ki jai, Shina Shinga Chaturdasi Mahamotsvatita ki jai, Shishigo Radha Madhava ki jai, Uri Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai, Isi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai, Bhakti Raktik Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj ki jai, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur Prabhupada ki jai, Bhakti Vinod Paribar ki jai, God Premanandi, Vanchakal Patarubhyas Chakri Vasandi.